Hi everyone, and welcome to the OS Training Podcast. My name is Steve Birch, and in this week's episode, I'm talking with Alex from Perfect Dashboard and Brad from GoWP about WordPress site maintenance. We talk about some of the problems and issues that can happen when you're dealing with hundreds or thousands of WordPress site updates, which plugins cause problems, which part of the WordPress maintenance process cause problems. And towards the end of the conversation, we also start talking about the state of the WordPress industry. Uh, Both Alex and Brad keep statistics on where their customers go after they leave their services. Do they go to Wix, to Weebly, or perhaps to other open source platforms like Joomla or Drupal? They have the data on that. Hey guys, and welcome to the Always Training Podcast. Uh, Brad, Alex, welcome. Hey, it's great to be here. Hey guys, uh, you were all in Atlanta last week for the post-status event. Uh, Alex, you flew in from Krakow, from Poland, right, to to Atlanta. And uh, do you mind introducing people to yourself and what you do? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, my name is Alexander. I'm from Poland, which may seem as a remote destination from for some of you, but that's a country in Europe, in Eastern Europe, precisely speaking. And I've been involved in WordPress and other open source communities for quite a long time. And when the whole journey from uh, one person freelancer through agency times up until now when I help uh, web professionals and hosting companies to manage WordPress more efficiently. So Perfect Dashboard is a, I guess it's in the manage WP kind of space. It has some extra different features to manage WP. It, uh, you can you can put all your sites into Perfect Dashboard and then um, do easy updates from there. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, however, to be honest, uh, back when we were an agency, we were considering using uh, Manage WP as a tool for website maintenance. Uh, but then we realized that it doesn't solve one of the biggest problems we had, which was testing the websites after the update to make sure they're uh, they're okay after the update and it was so time consuming we thought we can automate that and once we've done it we thought well it seems like that's the problem that may be uh, that may may occur in other agencies too so we were like okay why not make it a product and put it to the market oh so it's one thing to actually run the update and an entirely different thing to actually run the update successfully yeah and know wh- which one is actually because whether the update may be okay but the website still may be broken afterwards i'm sure you've brought seen that many many times absolutely. yeah we, absolutely oh, it, so brad you are um you're based in atlanta and you're in the the site maintenance business as well yes yeah i am it's it's funny at post status publish which was in atlanta it's kind of two extremes alex is coming from eastern europe and uh I, I was I live about 15 minutes from where the conference was, so it was it was neat to have uh, people there from all over the world. But yeah, we uh, I own a business called GoWP um, that provides subscription WordPress support, um, maintenance and support. We we make a distinction there. Um, maintenance being um, WordPress core and plugin updates, offsite backups, security scans, malware removal, um, and support being changes, physical manual changes that you're making to a website. Um, so we provide that again for agencies, small businesses, nonprofits, um, and then we have a really the, um, the core of what we do is is working with agencies, and we serve as a, a white label outsourced um, partner. 
Um, but yeah, we, we run into a lot of what um, Alex was mentioning uh, that, you know, you make updates and, you know, you, you can't, depending on the price of the plan, it, it's hard to be proactive um, about everything. Um, that's why I think his tool is, is really cool um, because it allows you to catch those issues proactively and fix those instead of relying on the client to tell you, hey, something's broken, can you fix this? Um, so I think it, it's, um, uh, it's definitely a, a very valuable tool. So you, you guys are in very different parts of the world, um, but neither of you are uh, exactly new to this. I mean, Brad, you, for example, have had a, um, a really pretty long and interesting career before you even ended up doing WordPress maintenance, right? Um, you were, am I, am I right in thinking you were out in Silicon Valley for the first part of your career working in the startup world? Um, I actually, I went to school at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and so I was at Research Triangle Park, um, Raleigh-Durham, uh, Chapel Hill. And so I, I worked for a startup there, um, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, they received funding, got acquired all within a matter of months, and it was really before the first um, internet bubble burst. And uh, it was it was really fun to see the energy and, and live that startup world for a little while. Um, then I moved to Atlanta um, uh, after that. I wasn't, I wasn't involved in that long. Uh, I did end up going back to school and finishing my degree and then and then moving here and doing more enterprise stuff. And I taught school. And then in 2004, I, I started um, uh, South Point Media, which is a, a web firm, again, starting out like Alex did, uh, working with uh, doing client services, building sites. Um, and then we kind of found our niche. Uh, 2014, we cut everything out except for um, support and maintenance, and we rebranded as GoWP. So you got kind of burned out on the agency lifestyle of doing project after project and keeping the pipeline full? Absolutely. Yeah, it came a point. I mean, we looked at one time in our um, at that time, I think we were using Liquid Planner as our project um, tracking tool, uh, project management tool. We had 91 projects in some some state. Um, of wait, wait, are you serious? Ninety-one. Yeah, Ninety-one projects. Some were very small. Some were large. Um, all the way from you know the the single person you know mom and pop retail to a division one university, uh, research university. And so we we had a lot of variety there. But so much of it was okay. Um, we we've got we're we're continually revising designs on this, or we were in this punch list mode that we can't get out of. Um, we've got, um, we're waiting on content from customers. Uh, I mean, oh, some of yeah. those were sitting for a long time. You, Alex, I'm sure you can relate. Yeah, well, waiting for content from clients is a huge thing there. Uh, but the business as a business just doesn't add up if you think of that, because even if you got the leads coming to you, which happens all the time in the internet industry, uh, getting those leads in, transforming them into customers and then serving them. If you work on one-time income, it's, you know, it's me, it's an average income at best. Like you can't build a scalable business out of it and you just burn out in time. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we found ourselves scaling up and then having to scale down and then chasing that, you know, you, you chase the next project to, to meet that payroll. And, you know, it's that, it's a true feast or famine. Um, life. I mean, it, it, it really is. And we, so in 2014, we hit the point where it's like, I'm not happy. Are you happy? I'm not happy. No, <laughs> the, the whole team was not happy. And so we decided, okay, what do we do best? And let's build a recurring model that's more predictable around that. Hey, Alex, you uh, you had a similar story, right? You had a, an agency for several years? Yes, I have, you know, I, we have grown from one person freelancer uh, entity, which was just myself and my desk, 
uh, into uh, one of the biggest web agencies in Poland, uh, serving customers in Poland and abroad. But the, we have realized that it's it's bad from the business point of view, meaning we can make money, but it's a feast of famine, of famine all the time. Uh, so we decided to switch on to the recurring mode and focus on website maintenance instead of building new websites. Uh, and that's that's where we uh, that's where we were initially were. Then we've realized that actually the tool we have built to make maintenance even more profitable uh, is more interesting than doing the service itself. So we start helping other agencies to become more successful with our tool. I'm not sure if either of you guys have seen it, but there's a post by uh, I think it's Jason Cohen over at WP Engine, and he has a a separate blog I think asmartbear.com where he writes about business all the time and he has this wonderful post about the economics of running an agency where he starts with the salary and you say well you pay your developer sixty thousand dollars a year so you can bill a hundred thousand dollars a year so hey you've made forty thousand dollars a year well then you add on an extra five thousand dollars for vacation time then you add on tax then you add on downtime when there may not be projects and then you add on and he goes through all the different things that an agency is responsible for and then you have to end up charging you know 150 or 200 dollars an hour and then your customer looks at you and says are you crazy the salary is only sixty thousand dollars a year why am i paying so much and he, he really skewers the economics of running an agency and um breaks down why it's so hard to make uh, make a good living doing it yeah i can sympathize with that absolutely uh, so brad you are um a, maybe a slightly smaller team now but you have a much more reliable income stream uh because you have clients that give you a almost exactly the same amount of work each month yeah it's uh we do have to watch that because we we have we offer unlimited support with um uh, three of our plans, three of our four plans. And, uh, and so sometimes our, our clients hit that hard and sometimes, um, they may go a month or two without, um, having a lot of support tasks. Um, but yeah, we, um, we have a team of four, um, and support quite a few sites. Uh, but it all, it all tends to even out. It's definitely a, a more consistent and predictable business, which is great. Um, so we, every month it tends to be a little bit better than the month before, uh, we'll have some churn, but we monitor that closely. Um, and then we're, you know, again, we always look for tools, either we build it in house or we use, use a product like perfect dashboard to, um, to be able to, to scale what we have. And I think, I think that was really, you know, when, when you do the age, live the agency life for 10 years, um, you really focus when you, when you kind of change, <laughs> you pivot a little bit and decide, okay, we're going to do something. We're going to take something that we were good at and build a, 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 a kind of a different business around that and a different, um, a model. Um, you, you make sure that processes um, are repeatable, that things scale, and you do that from the from the very beginning. It's there is something in that. If I remember being in, I think it was February this year, uh, in San Diego for Owners Summit, which were I don't know 150 uh, mid-sized agencies from the U.S. were, and everybody was asking us how we've actually managed to switch from one-time projects into recurring income. Because that was kind of the holy grail of the industry, like that was the business model everyone was looking for, because um, it's the only one that gives you a sustainability and the 
and the ability to know that you will have enough money to cover the payroll the next month. So Alex, you went to this conference and it was full of 150 agencies or more who were all looking to get into uh, recurring revenue. What kind of ideas were they throwing around? Well, all of them were based on subscriptions. So there was the ideas were around how to transform one-time income to a recurring income and increase the lifetime value of a customer. And the ideas were around uh, maintenance, obviously, support, uh, as well as some kind of marketing support like social media, social media maintenance or anything else that can be done on a recurring basis and allows to charge recurringly. So is that the kind of service that uh, the Perfect Dashboard offers or are you 100% a SaaS service? You don't have any white glove, hands-on treatment for customers? Are you 100% just a, a technical solution? We are 100% technical solution. Uh, once our software become successful, we actually rise, rise the first round and we have, the, we have uh, given away all of our websites that we're managing at time to the first to, to the early adopters of Perfect Dashboard, uh, and that's uh, that's how we get rid of any other work uh, than than actually providing other agencies with uh, with our technology. But to be honest, Perfect Dashboard as a company offers fixing websites that are broken uh, after the update. But we do it not by ourselves. We do it through our partners uh, that use uh, that use Perfect Dashboard. So agencies like Bratz is, the per, is, an, is an example of uh, partners that work with us. Also, if someone's in Brad's situation and wants to get into this business, they might be uh, well advised to come and talk with you? Well, obviously, we've, we've went that path, so we're always happy to advise how to transform uh, the agency from, from one-time profit into a recurring model. So you guys have a... A very high-level overview of hundreds. I mean, uh, Alex, maybe um, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of sites. What kind of issues do you run into regularly when it comes to updating WordPress sites? Are there one or two plugins that you've learned to hate when it comes to updates? Rod, I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Um, so. You know, I, I will say it, it's important to know with what we do, you know, the task, it's not always troubleshooting and it's not always fixing. Uh, in fact, on a, any given month, it's around 55%, between 50 and 60%, it does fluctuate, but I'll say 55% on average of the types of tickets that we get are adding content, uh, what we consider tier one tickets. So it's um, uh, anything really that can be done in the WordPress admin panel. Um, so you're, you're not doing a lot of, you know, hardcore troubleshooting or, or fixes, but, you know, again, that's 55-ish percent of what we do. So the, the rest will go into tier two and tier three, which is um, more advanced. Um, I'll say that um, really without a doubt, the, the, the biggest issues are, are as far as quantity and complexity go right now, and this is probably true over the last six months, has been WooCommerce. Um, so Woo WooCommerce updates, um, WooCommerce um, getting configuration right, installing a plugin, and and helping um, the customer to to have it do what 
it's intended to do and play nicely with with other plugins. Um, but but as far as breaks go, without a doubt, um, WooCommerce. Is that just because WooCommerce is more complicated and people rely on it more, or is, have they just been bad when it comes to breaking releases? You know, I I would say it's probably uh, probably a combination of both. Uh, I don't I don't want to be a target here. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, I'll try not get in trouble. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, they have a reputation somewhat for uh, releasing something, and then uh, I think with three point and then at least yes. a couple of other releases have caused quite a few headaches. Yeah, we 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 tread lightly as far as WooCommerce goes. If there is a major update available, um, we our our internal process is the same as WordPress core. Um, so we we definitely give it plenty of time before we roll the update out across our client base. Um, and then um, hopefully even a, a patch is already available to address uh, the the issues um, found by um, the initial folks. So. Oh wait. So how long do you actually wait before rolling uh, out updates? Up, up to fourteen days. Usually ten to fourteen days is is how late we wait for WordPress core and um, and WooCommerce. Of course, if it's not a security update, I guess. That's right. Yeah, that's that's done for you. Yeah, but you need to think of WooCommerce as a second WordPress core in a way that the level of complexity there is huge. So it's extremely difficult for them to not only test the compatibility with WordPress core but also make sure it works well with all of the other WooCommerce plugins that are out there. So I don't, I'm not surprised that it breaks websites all the time. And we see that in our visual uh, tests results that WooCommerce is uh, like, if there is WooCommerce update, it means there will be a lot of, uh, a lot of things that will uh, be pointed out by our visual tests. That's what we see every, every time. Uh, but updating, breaking the website is not the it's not is the first one, but it's not the only problem that we see. The second biggest problem that we have noticed uh, is actually that the backups that you do just before the update to make a save, to have a safe point of return uh, often are corrupted during the process, and you actually don't have the point where you can return to. So once we started to test the backups, we have realized that it's around eight to ten percent backups that. Uh, got corrupted on the during the process, so that's another thing that we see as a, as an important problem in the in the update process. Alex, and Mike, what what plugin are you seeing that are they plugin based backups? Are they backup services or hosting backup? What um, when you're when you put that percentage out there, how are people handling backups? Uh, so we do backups on our own, and we do test all of them, meaning that we extract them and make sure that. The content of the backup is uh, exactly the same thing as the website. Uh, so using our own tool, we see that eight out of ten percent of backups okay. are wrong, and we're using one of the leading backup solutions to do that. Oh, gotcha. so you ha you have an automated tool to actually test the backups? Yeah, that's that because that, that was another thing that that was stealing a lot of time from us. Yeah, I mean, no one ever tests their backups. Almost everyone makes backups, but 99.9% .9 of people never bother to test them. Yeah, that's why we thought it would be nice to automate that. So are there other, are there other problems that pop up when you're updating uh, thousands or tens of thousands of WordPress sites? Obviously, WooCommerce can cause problems. It's just such a popular solution. Um, backups can get corrupted. What other kinds of issues do you see when it comes to large-scale WordPress maintenance? 
So there's one more thing that I found surprising at the beginning, but we've learned that actually from our customers and we have created tests to cover that. Uh, it's about the things that you can't see on the website. So the metadata and the tags that you use for SEO, things like the website title or website description, sometimes disappear after the update because the plugin, for example, overrides those, uh, those values. And that, that could seriously affect the, you know, your SEO ranking and your position in Google. But you don't know that because there is no way you could test that unless you actually go to each page and check whether all the metadata is there. Oh, yes. Um, I guess I've been doing this long enough to have seen all sorts of different kinds of gotchas from uh, things that tests just won't catch. Um, uh, little things like <clears throat> you don't notice if um, um, uh, sometimes there's an eight, um, trying to think back we've had problems with um, sometimes we were testing the HTTPS version of our site but we had problems with the HTTP version yeah. I think the domain name had an issue suddenly people couldn't access us via um, the HTTP version. Um, sometimes half the site was broken at the bottom, but all our testing tools were telling us the site was up because, hey, it was loading, but the yeah. bottom half of the site had broken. Um, okay, yeah, I can see the need for tools like that. Yeah, that's that's a huge problem. That's why we're working so hard on automating those tests because there is no one on Earth that is patient enough to do all those tests after every update. And as we see more and more uh, updates coming out not only for WordPress core but also for all of the plugins it's becoming more and more of an issue uh, that's why we're we're thinking of some more tests that we could add and we're adding them constantly to to just solve this problem because I don't see anyone doing that manually we're actually now integrating machine learning into uh, our tool to help uh, to help figure out those changes that are small enough for you to accept them uh, even those the, the website is different than it was before the update. So there is still a lot of things that we can automate in testing and we're constantly getting there. So Brad, um, what's the process you would go through? You have a customer's website that needs updates. Um, I guess you're relying on Perfect Dashboard now, but can you talk me through the process? How would you, how would you make really sure that a customer's site goes from needing an update to a good end result? Yeah, so you know, we, we kind of have different plans to meet people where they are um, and, and those plans, so ranging from maintenance only, right? So we're, we're just making plugin updates and batch. Um, it, it's not proactive. That's, that is something where the customer would need to tell us or a tool like uh, Perfect Dashboard tells us something is broken and we would, we would fix it when we see that. Um, the com our complete plan, so that's $29 a month, $79 a month is the complete plan that includes unlimited tasks, um, and it's also, um, it, updates are done in batch. Um, what I think, you know, if there is a, you know, a high traffic site, a site with some complexity, um, I feel like a, like a WooCommerce site, the right way to do that is, is to do the plugin updates manually. And so we, we that's what we do. Um, we have a plan for that. So once a week, we dedicate time and we actually make the plugin updates manually, review the site, test before and after, um, fix things if, if there's a problem. Um, and you're, you know, that, that kind of is, is the proactive approach that, that we take. 
Um, so that, that's, how we, that's how we handle that. But there are many of our customers that say, you know what, I, I trust you guys to fix something um, if, if there is a problem. Um, and so they, they're comfortable on just the maintenance plan or the complete plan uh, where we're gonna, we're gonna roll those updates out and batch and, and not have uh, testing and review. So at, at, again, at, at this point, a, a tool like Perfect Dashboard changes that where it's kind of this almost a happy medium between setting up a staging site, reviewing everything. It actually tells you what's broken so you can be proactive about it. So. What does that process look like at Perfect Dashboard, Alex? What happens when a, a customer decides they want to update? Uh, so the full process works in a way that once you click the update button, uh, first we do check if there are custom changes in the car, because that's one of the biggest problems. Uh, around 30% of websites that we see do have some changes in the car, meaning that once we'll update them, there is a huge chance that we'll override some key features that has been built in a wrong way, but built into that website. So that's the first thing. Once, we once, we're, once this test is passed, we're doing the backup, then we extract the backup and verify uh, on our own, in our own cloud where this backup is complete, everything is there and it can be used for restoration. Once we're done with that, we're visiting the pages of that website page by page to get, to create the test scenario, to have, to list, uh, to have screenshots of all the websites that are out there, all the pages that are out there, sorry. Uh, once we're done with that, we actually do install all the updates. Uh, then we clean the cache, then we turn the CMS on, then we do the screenshots again, then we run our test, a test to compare uh, the difference between before and, after, before and after the update. So we compare the screenshots and we compare information about all the metadata. Uh, and once we're done with that, uh, we give users a chance to review that and make sure that everything is okay and the website could, and the website is okay. And if it's not, then we have a quick uh, rollback button to go back to the previous version. And then someone knows that it requires, you know, doing it on the staging or on a local machine because it will take more time. So it sounds as if you really believe that people should be watching their updates all the time, that you're a big believer that someone should be around and ready to hit the rollback button if something goes wrong? Well, we do it in a way that you get uh, a daily digest from us telling you what are the updates that you have to do today. So you don't need to visit Perfect Dashboard uh, and check whether there are updates, we will tell you. And once you send, when, once you say you want to do the updates, uh, we'll also let you know when the updates are done. Usually it's a pretty quick thing, but of course if you're updating thousands of websites, it will take a while. And we do also have an API which you can use to automate the entire process. So ask us whether there are updates and once they are uh, available, you can just send another API request to actually update it. So you don't need to, you can automate it in, on, a, uh, on a higher level if you don't want to have such a granular control. Okay, big question for both of you guys. Um, I see auto updates going into more and more things. Um, I was using uh, the Google Analytics plugin from um, Syed Bolki the other day and noticed there's a setting in his admin panel to enable auto updates for that plugin. I think if you connect with wordpress.com through Jetpack, they have auto updates now. Um, are you guys fans of that or not? Obviously the WordPress core does it as well. Uh, do you 
disable them for your customers? Do you rely? Uh, do you let them run out? Um, what are your thoughts on auto updates for plugins and for WordPress? I, for us, I would have to really defer to the support team. I'm, I think it's pretty much a, a customer preference there. Um, I don't think we, by default, do that. Um, I, I do know that when we're handling everything, uh, there is a check there, right? So we, we can we, we know what's happening. Um, but even the auto updates do show in the logs of, of uh, in our, our dashboard plugin. Um, so we, if there is a problem, we can quickly say, okay, well, this was updated yesterday and here's where the problem is. Um, so it, it's not a huge issue for us. Um, and I don't think we, we, we certainly don't require, uh, okay, we have to turn that off. Um, but it, it can cause some complexity because there's more hands in the pot. So we do recommend to actually turn off all the auto updates. And there are two reasons for that. First of all, usually uh, you don't have the backup that is just from just before the auto update. So you don't have a safe point of return in case something uh, goes wrong. And the second thing is that as you are not around, and if something goes wrong, there is, uh, you won't notice that. And this way, your website, you know, you, if that's an online business, you may be losing money or your customer may be getting angry uh, because the website is not working and it's the middle of the night in your time zone, for example. I, I love, Alex, that your product does the backup before each update. Um, that, that's, I mean, immediately before. It's um, uh, definitely a valuable feature. So. Well, thanks a lot. You know, it's uh, actually it's an interesting thing you say because uh, I remember once we have designed the tool for ourselves at the very first. Uh, we're closer to like we had our own wor workflow in our agency, so we thought like, yeah, if we will do it that way, that will be good. And then we start talking with other agencies and other professionals that are doing WordPress maintenance, and we have discovered that actually our workflow is not a very typical one. And we start getting the ideas of features and, and the way workflow should be organized from uh, different people. And that's why I can say that it's not, it's not our thing that we have all those features. It's thanks to the community around that actually gives us feedback on where we should be and what should we build next. Yeah, I, I, would, I would imagine that most people that are doing this are relying on the backup from the night before. So, um, and if they have to revert, there's going to be some time there. So it's cool. Yeah, and it's okay if you have a website that is, you know, not very popular and there is, it is not a mission critical website, but if you have a website where you have a lot of content or a lot of comments, a lot of, you know, an online store with a lot of orders, you can't afford to lose the last 24 hours, don't you? Right, yeah. And, you know, something I want to say too, um, uh, as far as WooCommerce goes, um, one reason we see a lot of that is because, again, it's an e-commerce site. There's there's money. Um, you know, people are paying for stuff online, um, so it, it's a higher priority. Um, not not just you know it being more complex, uh, but it's you know people really care when when they're not able to receive money. <laughs> Imagine that. But uh, but yeah, so it's you know we we see a lot of that also just because. Um, it is a high priority. It's different than a standard marketing site. Um, and so people, you know, it, when things break on, on other sites, um, it, it doesn't draw the attention like uh, it does on a WooCommerce site. 
Well, that kind of leads me nicely to a segue to my final question for you guys, which is around um, around business money and uh, WooCommerce too, perhaps. Um, we, all three of us went to the post-status conference last week in Atlanta, and there was quite a bit of discussion on the stage and around about the state of the WordPress business. Some people had been talking about a slowdown this year. How have you guys been feeling in the first eight months of the year? Have you seen the WordPress economy slowing a little bit for you guys? Have you seen it picking up speed? Um, uh, have you seen things like WooCommerce taking off? What's what's your feeling of, uh, of the WordPress economy in 2017? So my feeling is that it's on the rise. Uh, when it comes to uh, perfect dashboard business, we definitely see a lot of websites uh, being added by current customers, meaning that they're getting more and more customers. Uh, and it's a kind of a rapid growth. So that would be my uh, idea. But not all of, I would say that hardly any of those are actually new websites. So it means that the market is getting more and more mature and there are solutions that rely on actually building new websites and acquisition of new customers and new websites may be having uh, some hiccups. Because for businesses like mine or Brett, which relies on the ongoing maintenance, it's good because there is more and more WordPress websites and there is more and more people understand that the, the website is like a garden and it needs regular maintenance in order to keep its, uh, its initial shape. So for me, no, I would say the, the economy is, WordPress economy is growing. Well, I mean, that's probably not unrelated to the fact that you are literally on an airplane um, five days a week, right? I've seen you at conferences in, um, uh, in Utah, in Atlanta, in Miami, and I, I forget how many places um, you are traveling 365 days a year to promote Perfect Dashboard at the moment, right? Do you think, um, uh, I mean, obviously that it has an impact, but um, uh, you still feel good about where WordPress is right now? Well, as, thinking of WordPress as a whole, uh, I think that it, it is also about thinking of how to spend the money wise. Like I do travel a lot uh, in order to meet uh, with all of you guys, but I don't pitch heavily. Like I, uh, I'm not going there actually in order to sell it to anyone. I'm more going there to share what I have learned on my way and learn from other people uh, as well. And this way it's for way cheaper than, uh, do it, than trying to sell to everyone. And it's also, you get more in return. So I would say that there is some, you, you need to have the right balance between pitching and actually getting to know each other and uh, and enjoying good company and building something together. And if you push too hard, uh, you're just becoming another enterprise which occurred to operate in WordPress space, but you may get into the typical enterprise level problems, which one of those would be definitely getting more and more customers uh, on the market that is not very deep. Oh, so you're not turning up with a booth and you don't have the... Um... Uh, computer screens with you and the t-shirts and um, swag you're basically turning up at the conferences in a perfect dashboard t-shirt and shaking hands getting to know people yeah that's that's the best way to actually learn something because the one piece of advice I'll get from you or from Brad about the feature that is missing uh, is actually way more uh, important than uh, you know giving away 100 stickers 
Hey, come on, Brad, how about you? How yeah. you have a study yeah. you talk with agencies a lot? How are they how are you and how are they feeling about WordPress right now? Sure, yeah. Um, you know, if I look at the different indicators there, um, we, our growth has been um, consistent. Um, the growth rate of growth has been very similar to last year and the year before. So for three years, we've had pretty consistent growth. So I don't certainly don't see a slowdown in the agencies that are adding. You know, we again understand our structure and that we work with a lot of agencies who are adding. You know, they're launching new sites and adding those sites to a maintenance plan and outsourcing that to us. Um, so we're constantly getting, I mean, I've seen great growth. Uh, a client comes in with five sites and, you know, a year later they have 15 sites. And so they're, I mean, they're, they're growing well, doing well. Um, I, I have seen maybe a, a, a slight um, uptick in the uh, number of sites that have left the WordPress platform this year. Um, and so we, we see that because we may have a, an agency that has a site and that, that customer, that client of theirs has hired someone else to build a site in something else, or they've gone to a Squarespace or Wix or Weebly or, or something. And I, I, I it, it, it is not a, um, I, I don't even know, a slightly noticeable change that I, we've seen a little bit more of that. And I don't think that's surprising with the marketing and, and some of the drag and drop interfaces that are out there and people that that might be um, feeling the economic uh, pressure in their own industry, right? It may be an insurance agency or a school or a you know whatever, and they're trying to save some money and they'd say, hey, we're just going to do it ourselves on a on a Squarespace site. Um, so I, I have seen some of that, um, not not a huge amount. Um, but the other thing that I, I I think is another indicator is like what Alex was talking about. This is a very um, supportive uh, and vibrant community of people and it is about relationships and so we're i'm very active in our local um, wordpress community here in atlanta and i've seen across the different meetups uh, we are not struggling to to get attendees to those meetups and to wordcamp um, the growth that we have had at, at our own alpharetta wordpress meetup um, has been tremendous um, just over the past year. So people are interested in WordPress. They're coming to meetups. They're coming to WordCamps. They're asking questions, um, and they're wanting to learn how to um, either either use WordPress themselves, build a site for other people. And so, no, I, I don't really see a slowdown. Yeah, but there is one oh, thing I probably... would like to add on that, if I may, Steve. Uh, speaking of um, speaking of Wix and Squarespace. It is true that we see that more and more WordPress websites are being rebuilt as Wix and Squarespace uh, websites because we monitor what happens with the domains that has been plugged out of Perfect Dashboard. Um, and we see oh. that as... Wait, wait, can you tell me a bit more about that? So you actually have a kind of an, e an exit survey for people leaving Perfect Dashboard? Well, we have a crawling service that actually does it for us. So once somebody uh, disconnects websites with Perfect Dashboard, uh, we visit this website and on regular intervals, checking the technology. Uh, same, same, same with us, exact same. Yeah. So that's why we see uh, we see this uh, shift from WordPress to to Wix and Squarespace, and a lot of hosting partners I work with also confirms that right now they're not competing with each other. Their biggest their biggest competition is actually Wix and Squarespace. Uh, when we're speaking about the new uh, websites or rebuilding of the existing websites. And there are two reasons for that. Uh, one of them are ob is obviously the user experience, which is better by default on Wix and Squarespace. However, it can be improved 
and uh, with WordPress, for example, with solutions like Bolgrid, or there is a couple of solutions that makes it easier. Gutenberg has been, you know, uh, created in order to actually improve the experience. But then there is a second part, which is maintenance. Like there is no maintenance included and in, required for neither Wix nor Square, Squarespace. Uh, and it's still an issue with WordPress. So uh, actually making WordPress maintenance easier, which is exactly a thing that Brad's do or we're trying to do here in Perfect Dashboard, for me is the best way to make sure that the WordPress economy will grow and we'll all be making money out of uh, WordPress because there will be more and more WordPress websites. Oh, wow, that's, um, that's really interesting. You guys have hard numbers to back up where people are leaving after WordPress. Um, so I know I promised uh, a final question a few moments ago, but um, uh, this might be a, an even better one to end on. Uh, Gutenberg, obviously you see where people are leaving. Do you think Gutenberg is something that WordPress needs? Uh, I, I do, um, and I, I haven't um, spent a lot of time uh, with it right now, uh, but I think the promise is there, and um, I think we need to get there sooner rather than later. I do think it's very important. Have you had the chance to show people at the local meetup and get some end user opinion? I have not. No, we have not done that yet. Okay. Uh, Alex, how about yourself? Well, I do think it's a great uh, answer to the needs of build-it-yourself market, obviously, and uh, I believe that was the reason it was created. I don't see the value for do it for me market. So the market where a web professional builds a website for an end user, uh, which is my main market, but definitely for market uh, where people want to build websites for themselves. I do believe that Gutenberg is a step in the right direction. Cool. Thank you so much, guys. Um, Alex, where would people catch up with you if they want to follow you on Twitter or find out more about what you're doing? Well, you can find me on Twitter. My name is Alexander Kuczek, K-U-C-Z-E-K. -E so go and find me <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody can pronounce it correctly in States. Hey, I'll put a link in the show notes. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, and, you know, feel free to catch me on the events. We do. I do have a list of events I'm attending on perfectdashboard.com. The next one is actually World Hosting Days in Las Vegas. And then the, a couple of others by the end of the year, so... I'll be in every main continent by the end of the year, so feel free to find me and say hi. Cool, and Brad? Yeah, so um, the easiest way, I mean, go to bp.com, um, and we actually, uh, I think I may have removed it temporarily, but only to advertise something else, but we put a schedule of, of events that we'll be at. Um, the, the next big one is going to be WordCamp US. We are a sponsor of WordCamp US. We'll be there. Um, if you ever find yourself in Atlanta, uh, any of the WordPress events, we have, a, again, a very big community here with lots of events. Um, but uh, my Twitter, uh, GoWP Support, is, is probably the easiest. And then um, you can reach out to us um, at, at GoWP.com. Wonderful. Brad, Alex, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it Thanks, was great Steve. to be this here. Was, yeah, yeah. Enjoyed talking with you guys. Thank you.